that cover art though, them things is thinking. Them thang things thang is thinking on that thing, man. I, I look at that album cover a, a lot, and Ooh, I don't think wait, I'm staring. Wait, stand by. <laughs> by yourself with lotion in hand, like napkins by the bed. Like, how are you looking at this? Album? You know what? All right, before we get started, just want to let you guys know this is not a podcast for your grandma. Unless your grandma like to talk shit like we do. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, first and foremost, you know what it is. A middle finger to what it ain't. It's your boy Rashim. And of course, my guy TZ. Welcome to another yes, episode sir. of Behind the Muse. And Jesus Christ. Bro, we got a good episode for y'all today, boy. We got a good motherfucking episode. I mean... Bro, you already know what we're talking about. The greatest. The greatest has ever done it. Quote, unquote. Not my quote. Somebody said it. <laughs> I ain't going to say who said it. Somebody said it. It's in a group. Anyways, one of the greatest has ever done it. Beyonce has just dropped her new album, Renaissance, man. So, you know, we got to break it down. We got to dissect it. We got to yes, roll sir. it up, light that bitch up, and smoke I'll it for y'all it on this podcast. We have to, bro. It's cool. It's cool. It's illegal. Okay. It's legal, actually. It's illegal in some states. We gotta, we gotta break it down. We got a special guest here to help break this down. All the way from LA, land of the motherfucking snakes. So said J. Cole, Jesus Cole, as some might call him. One of the coldest spoken word poets I've ever had the pleasure of working with and being inspired by. Truly, a screenwriter, director, a producer of her own films and founder ceo of her own production company a sister's production show your love show your love for the amazing artiste that is jazz say jazz how you living let go living that shit hyped me up man i wasn't even introduced you want me to introduce you like that you want me to introduce you like that i think i deserve i don't have as many titles you maybe got a sentence yeah but that was that was clean man good shit good shit welcome jazz welcome welcome man how you living having me thanks for having me it's always a pleasure when you guys oh man i think it's gonna it's gonna start getting expensive to book you to be real like you know (laughs) you know what i'm saying i feel graced for real like right right it's gonna it's gonna get inflation too man we gotta we gotta take it while we can live it babe But like I was saying, man, we're talking about the Beyonce album. We're going to talk sure. about everything about it. We're going we're gonna to break it down for y'all, man. TZ, where are we starting at? Man, so you know, Beyonce, she's been in this shit for a minute. A the whole minute. world is discussing this album, especially when it dropped. There are a lot of things that are unique about this album amongst her career. A lot of things unique amongst the current landscape of music. So allow us to dissect and discuss it. Dissect it. Starting first with really the the release in itself. Some of the controversy around the release. A lot Mm. of things happen with this release. So for starters, this is the first Beyonce album in a while that she opted for a more traditional release. As you guys know, with Lemonade and the Beyonce subtitle album, she just said, fuck it. We dropping that bitch out. We dropping that bitch. We dropping that bitch. (laughs) You get no preparation for it. You just got to be boom. 
And that yeah. release really, in my opinion, changed the game. A lot of artists yeah. were not doing that. I'm not sure. I can't fact check that this very moment is she's the first person to do that. But in the digital mm-hmm. age, that was kind of unheard of. Um, yeah. So her not doing that is almost the same thing as J. Cole releasing the album with Feature. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 just a different approach with her saying, okay, I'm going to give y'all a month to prepare yourselves, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing that was really different. Um, do you guys feel like that, that release strategy um, built more hype or do you feel like she could have used the, the approach she had been doing? Um, I think it was necessary because mm-hmm. it had been um so long since she six years released her yeah since she released her own like a solo album so i Mm -hmm. think it was kind of warranted to kind of give a buzz because when somebody has taken that long to release like especially somebody like Mm -hmm. her or rihanna it's like you want to build that hype because the likelihood of anybody expecting it is very less you know what i'm saying so it's like to build that and like the eyes and the anticipation and the you know, getting the blogs and the publicity, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's important. Mm-hmm. It was an important move, I think, for, for this I'm release. really glad you brought up Rihanna because uh, Rihanna got down. You need to be taking <laughs> it's notes, actually motherfucker. actually the same year. They've, they've been That's out crazy. of the game for the same year, but the difference is is that Beyonce did, like, you know, um, what is it? The King Coachella. Yeah. She did Lion Homecoming. King. She did Coachella. So she was doing a lot of other things. Yeah, I think she Carter, did. The Carters dropped as well. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? She was still doing things. She just didn't have her own, yeah. her own solo. It's been the exact mm-hmm. same amount of time. And that's what I'm kind of, um, I wanted to speak to that because it feels like people kind of had forgotten. I mean, I didn't feel like she hadn't been active. Like, had she not dropped the album, I wouldn't feel like, damn, it's been a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, you know, her fans, I feel like they've been eating, even if they haven't been getting full course. I mean, she's been at least giving them snacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't, I don't like feel like I was just dying to get another Beyonce album. But that's why, like, that's why I feel like that's why I feel like this approach kind of worked. But I will say, I also think this approach leads right into the next point I wanted to bring up. I think it also opened her up to leak. So, one of the controversies around this album is the album actually leaked in full two days before the actual release. Now, when you have an album that is uh, not a surprise, you have to go by the traditional way of releasing the album. You have to send the actual CDs to the locations. Um, and historically, that's how albums generally get leaked the most. You ha- you yeah. someone, you have to get that, that, that product some time to actually get set up in the store. So it's going to have to get sent to these stores prior to release day. Sure. So, Anyway, the person who supposedly leaked the album online was underage. I think anywhere from like 14 to 16. Mm-hmm. And apparently Beyonce is suing him. So <laughs> one of the first controversies and debates was that some people feel like she was wrong for suing this person because they're underage. So Damn. that whole situation, do you guys feel like they kind of had it coming? Are you on the side of Beyonce or, oh, no, nah, she's doing too much. This person's underage. Like, what are your thoughts on that, I guess? I'm a motherfucking artist, bro. I don't care if you're 14, two years old. Like, look, if you fuck up my release date, I'm fucking Beyonce, bitch. Like, what are you talking about? I'm on your head. So, I mean, Yo. whether she should have been, or that person, host. yeah, two-year-olds better watch their motherfucking back. I, I'm actually releasing a mixtape later this year. Uh, but anyways... Let me send it to some two-year-olds, bro. Fuck it. Yeah, I got you, got you. Uh, <laughs> what you think, Jazz? What are your thoughts on Are you team Beyonce on this particular issue, or? 
erring on the side of people who are against it. Listen, I understand the idea of like holding somebody accountable, but and I didn't even <laughs> honestly, I didn't even know it was leaked until she made the announcement and like saying mm-hmm. like, "Yo, it was leaked, but y'all waited for me, you know, whatever." So I feel like if it did not affect your numbers and this person is over age, I feel like you can, you know, what I'm saying you could just bite the bullet. Like, cause right, what are you really missing? Bullet, huh? At this point, yeah. it's not even like for any other reason, but just proving a point. I feel like if you mm-hmm. just like kind of go through with that, to be honest. Right. But, I mean, I, I, yeah. like, I, I feel didn't like hear about it. I didn't yeah, even know yeah. about it. She said like it got leaked or whatever. So I feel like so as far as to speak to the numbers thing, it's too soon to know if it's going to really impact her numbers because until we get those first week sales, we don't know what the expectation was, and I don't know how you can quantify how much a leak hurts your sales. But I, I mean, I just wasn't impressed to hear a leak. I mean, it wasn't like, damn, I'm being loyal to Beyonce. It's like, I mean, the shit gonna hit in two days. I mean, yeah, not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, leak honest, culture in this day and age is for like a fucking Kendrick and J Cole collab album leak. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't it ain't that deep to me. Um, yeah. but I definitely feel like she took it personal. Um, because she released a whole statement about it. I don't think I think Beyonce sued not necessarily because she wants to get restitution from this 14, 16 year old, but more so to give people, hey, don't fuck with me. Like you try yeah, to leak my shit, just know I'm gonna sue you no matter if it's your two year old per Rashim saying or yeah. or anybody. It's just just to let people know it kind of set that tone that I don't fuck around with leaks. I think it's yeah, good to fair. discourage that type of energy anyway. Exactly. But yeah, that for being sure. that being released early, dig give her time to kind of prepare because she did find more controversy in some of the songs she released. Mm-hmm. Per Heated. Heated. What are y'all thoughts on the the line spaz? That she got yeah. a lot of shit. She got a lot so, of shit. Lizzo was also in this this hot chair very recently. Lizzo took it as... Yeah, Lizzo took it as, alright man, if I, if I if any of y'all, let me go ahead and change the lyric, which Beyonce did too. But let me change the lyrics because I'm a I'm a fat black girl in America. I know how damaging words can be. So I feel that. Mm-hmm. Let me change it. This though, I feel like I don't know. So the so the line in question is spassing on that ass, spass on that ass, right? Uh, mm-hmm. which she ended up changing to blast on that ass pause. Spastic also used to refer to people suffering from spastic cerebral palsy. Uh, you know, it's a disorder that affects people's ability to control their muscles and the arms and legs. They literally be spazzing. I hope they don't counsel behind the muse. Uh, but we ain't got no, we ain't got no money anyways. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to get. You might as well sue that yeah. 14-year-old. Yeah, sue that. <laughs> that nigga got more money. But that's that's why that's why they were like, ah, you got to take that out. And with Lizzo just having that, you know, that problem, that's big, like, do y'all feel like Beyonce should have known better? Like, what, what are y'all thoughts? So I don't think she should have known better. The whole situation with Lizzo, too, I think it's, it's more of a nod to kind of the era we live in. I, I've seen a lot of people feel like it was, you know, doing too much and who are against it. And I totally get where y'all are coming from. But in all reality, it's not that deep of a change to make. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like changing that word is going to kill the fucking album or some shit. Yeah. So um, I just think, I just think in a, uh, this era kind of gets criticized for being sensitive. Um, and I totally get that this may fit under that same umbrella, but then in the day, especially as minorities, I just don't, I don't see who we are to, to 
to discredit people who are offended by it because we're just not aware of it. It's it's a new criticism that I've heard, but there are yeah. black disabled people too. You know, I've seen on Twitter a lot of debates saying, "Oh, I don't feel like black people should have to be, you know, corrected." You know, but clearly Beyonce <laughs> don't give a shit. So I I don't personally have any real stake in whether or not it's it's overboard or not. She released, she changed it. Blast on her ass may not have been the best correction, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it is what it is, you know. I was I was shocked, and I think it is because, in the form of like from like the ignorant standpoint of just like ebonics, right? Like mm. yo, you spazzing, you're wilding, like you know what I mean. Like that's how we talk. So in that regard, like I was like, yo, what? That's crazy. But then, obviously, especially what you just explaining, like where it is rooted from and why, and like. TZ saying like yeah we're in this like era of like just being more not even sensitive because yes we there is a lot of sensitive people but mm-hmm. also being Thanks. more Thanks. just like responsible and cognizant of like uh and responsible so for her to yeah. just like you know saying change the word whatever like cool I ain't gonna lie like that's one of my favorite tracks so I was like you know what I'm saying let me go see if this, you know what I'm saying, changes yeah. the vibe. But it, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Like you said, I don't really have much stake in it. Like, who am I Like who am I to say um, it's not hurtful, right? Because I'm not someone yeah. in that community, so I can't hold that to it. I think that's fair. And there was, there was also more controversy. Jazz, you want to speak to that? Yeah, so I wanted to know if you guys have been in the know about the Khalees situation. Ooh, this is the real spicy one. This is the real yeah, spicy one. This, this is spicy, and um, I briefly was talking to Shima about it, and I don't know if you've heard about it, but mm-hmm. um, so on the song Energy, apparently Beyonce, you know, Pharrell, and um, Chad Hugo were both producers on this song and that's because she used a sample for milkshake which we all know is a very like legendary hip-hop song like in our yeah. Culture. Um, yeah old ass song anyway but yeah apparently Khalees didn't get a call she found out when everybody else found <laughs> out and she was not happy about it okay and she Damn. went to instagram it was like she in very few seconds gathered beyonce and the Neptunes. So, <laughs> like, here's the thing. I got my, I got a, like a legitimate, like, opinion about it. And I also got an artist opinion about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I got the legality producer, like, brain about it. But I also got the, like, artist brain about it. So I kind of want to yeah. know what y'all think about it. And then I'll come in on my thoughts. Man, so this situation <clears throat> is is more layered than I initially thought it would be. Khalees basically felt slighted that uh, Beyonce didn't reach out to her personally, asking for permission. I later found out that she really couldn't even get permission because she doesn't actually own the rights to the song. What I figured. Um, yeah. And <laughs> technically, Beyonce didn't even really sample it. It interpolated it, which is essentially saying, hey, I'm going to sing something in a tune that's in reference to it, but there actually isn't anything on the song that is directly from Milkshake. Yeah. So I my only issue, because I feel like she's valid for having an issue with someone not being you know, not being contacted. You know, like, you hear a song and you're like, damn, is that me? And no one said nothing to you. you I feel like you'll feel some type of way, too. Like, what the fuck? But my issue was, she had an issue before the shit even dropped. So she didn't even listen to the track. 
she just knew that she was referenced on it because Beyonce gave her credit. Mind you, Beyonce gave her the credit. It wasn't like she didn't, didn't get the credit. the credit. So I think now it's been taken. I don't know. It's been it's weird. But I saw initially that the credit was there. Um, it basically says something along the lines of this song, this track interpolates um, Milkshake produced by Pharrell, Chad Hugo, performed by Keyless. You know, uh, Keyless. <laughs> so um, my, my issue, though, is I felt like she has animosity towards Pharrell and Chad Hugo because of how her initial deal when this record was recorded in 2003 kind of fell in shambles and she has no rights. And I feel like Beyonce is the scapegoat for her. And Beyonce has been that in general for artists when they mad at some shit. Like, <laughs> a lot of these artists have smoked for Beyonce. Um, I just feel like she went and recorded this clip. She thought I'd call Beyonce stupid, called Chad Hugo spineless, damn near called for all a bitch. So it was like very, very <laughs> vile language. I had never seen one this angry over a sample. But here's the damn. thing. She technically don't owe her anything. It's all about a courtesy. I just feel like the energy over her courtesy is way beyond it. Because even if she did own the rights, she still would have got credit and would be getting money. Her not getting money or her not getting credit, that's the issue she can only take up for real because Beyonce has no control over that. Whether Beyonce yeah. should have reached out to her, that's a whole separate issue. I feel like she still should have. But she doesn't actually owe her anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think that, first of all, Kalisa has never been the type to like beat around the bush about how she feels. <laughs> Like she's always been with the E, with the energy, these hands mm-hmm. are E for everybody. So like for her to come, you know, with the heat, I was not surprised. I was like, I think everybody was like, anytime people come from Beyonce, I feel like people have this like clutched pearls, like energy. Like, I agree. Oh, how dare you? And it's like, she's not above criticism. And to that mm-hmm. regard, sure. like to that point, I feel like she should have, as an artist to artist, like she should have, she should have reached out to her. And if she didn't like mm-hmm. that's fucked up because mm-hmm. you know, the history there, you know, the situation there and your whole album is literally about self and the sisterhood affirmations and, mm-hmm. you know, this kumbaya shit. And it's like, you're not really, um, the threat is not, it's not connecting in that regard. Now the whole mm-hmm. situation in terms of legally though, in terms of entertainment and stuff like that, when it comes to music, there's like a music um, rights and holding, and then there's like sound. And she did that. She did get fucked for both of those with the whole deal mm-hmm. back in 2003. Like for sure, like she should be making money off of that song, period. Like in, a, in every turn that Pharrell does, for sure. So her being upset and like, and it's been a long time for her to right. be upset about it, it. It seems like it's more so like years of animosity than it is anything exactly. else. You know I exactly. Mean? Yeah. Um. So I can understand her being fed up, but boy, yeah. Like in terms of her feeling like she deserved the courtesy call, like I, I mean, I agree. Like that's the mm-hmm. least you can do, especially if you know that I don't. The situation behind that song. You know right. What she mentioned in her her post that there have been other artists way younger, who knows way less about her in her moment, who reached out and gave her a courtesy. So she's like, "Why well, can't yeah. Beyonce, who's a, who knew me, who were supposed to be friends, is another black woman in the industry and someone who who's aware of how the industry plays out? Why didn't she reach out?" And I can't really defend Beyonce on that. And I agree with what you said. Beyonce isn't above criticism, and people do clutch their pearls. And I think part of that is because people have made Beyonce out to be this like God. mythological feature. <laughs> uh, 
And yeah. I think also because Beyonce is generally behind closed doors, you don't really, she doesn't give you a lot in the public eye. So I think that's also why. And Nick, these um, words were pretty inflammatory. I don't I don't think we can not acknowledge that. She had a lot of smoke and I still feel like it was oh, open yeah. board. But I also have been put on that she actually has been going through a lot of personal issues very recently. You know, her husband yeah. actually very recently, I want to say in the last year to six months, passed abruptly and left her with a newborn mm-hmm. baby and two other kids. So I think this was a moment that she had a lot going on and it made her aggression turn to the next level. You know, mm, I don't think it's a, just an excuse to just say whatever, but this is why this particular situation is still being talked about, you know, a week into kind of the album's release. So very interesting stuff. Yeah, fair enough, sure. man. That that has been like the controversy about this album. Can we can we praise it a little bit? What are the accolades <laughs> of this accolades of this album, man? Because I, I feel like I saw that she was one of the uh, highest streaming female artists. I don't know of all time. I'm not sure about all time, but definitely of this year on Spotify. So mm-hmm. I'm sure she she's already you know breaking that threshold like six years after not dropping a solo album, a debut album. This mm-hmm. is her seven. She's she's getting those accolades still. I mean, what do y'all think, man? Like, you, I think she's gonna do a hundred thou plus for first week sales. Like, easily a hundred thou plus. That's that's easy. She don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's a conspiracy. Um, I think the, the discussion to me is more about how well would she do against some of her uh, the other more prolific pop artists of her era. You know, mm. the the, uh, the Adele's and the Taylor Swift's, the, the artists who typically sell really high that she gets more compared to from a success standpoint. Projections artists, she'll do somewhere between 275K and 315K. I don't currently have the same numbers. thing about Jack Harlow, though, so... Yeah, that he don't even belong in this conversation. But as far as what Adele did, I don't think she's gonna do bigger numbers than Adele. I think Adele and her last album sold somewhere like eight hundred k first. Week. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Beyonce's doing that. And I don't think that's any knock against Beyonce. But Adele, Adele's success is just she's just in another plateau right now. She is. Yeah. She is, she is. Shout, out, shout out to Adele. We love Adele for sure, man. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, she could. She. Could scratch that service, but I think uh, her being out the the game for a little bit longer, and she's just not. Can we even say she's not as big as Adele? I feel like she I is. I won't say she's not as big. I just think Adele has that kind of universal acclaim. The thing is, while Beyonce has tried to transition to like as a pop artist, her origins, her main fan base, her main demographic is still black artists, us, black people. Yeah. So still I think. Us, yeah. We are a minority. Um, and I can't wait to get into the album to kind of discuss this more further. But I think she's trying to walk that fine line and appeal to as many crowds as possible. But at the end of the day, white artists typically are going to be more successful just because that's just what's dominated. That's just where success lies most of the time. So I don't really hold it against her that she's not doing Adele numbers. I don't I don't think it's a knock to her in any way. Adele is just Adele. Generally speaking, her 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 vulnerability is centered around relationship issues, and I don't think, you know, when it comes to heartbreak, I don't think Beyonce's issues are the same when it comes to her vulnerability because she's been married damn near her whole career. So those are one of the key things I think are differences in the way interact with audiences. But two, Adele don't release that often. Adele has waited years in between releases. You know, yeah. she hasn't released an album more than three years 
apart. So I also think that adds to the hype of why her, her album releases are successful. And regardless of what anybody says, I do think she also is more generally appealing to white audiences. And that does play a part in her success over Beyonce. I don't think there's any knock to Beyonce at all. But anyway, sure, sure. we've spoken to that. We spoke a lot on the background on the album and the success expectations and the controversy. We spent a lot of time on that because there's a lot more controversy in this album than your traditional album release. But I do no, want to kind of open the floor to kind of discuss what we, what tracks we like the most on this particular album. So does anybody want to start? Go ahead, Where Jazz. Do you start? Man, <laughs> so peep, peep, peep. I'm not a Beyonce fan. I'm not a Beyonce fan. And I think that could be either good or bad. Typically when I like an artist and I come to their album, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoy a decent amount of tracks off this album. Wow. Let's start with Cozy, man. Like, so I think Cozy should have been the actual intro for me. Like I was I, I like the intro. The intro was cool, but Cozy was like, okay. You know, yeah. she still had that. <laughs> It was that Afro pop dance feel, kind of more accurately, in my opinion, for the for the album. And she's still talking her shit. She said, "I've been fine. I've been thick, bitch. What the fuck you talking about?" <laughs> she said it like that. That's how she said. She did. She exactly what she said. Like I, I took it right. This, this is an excerpt, excert from the from the actual album. Um, I really fucked with that. Like I said, I sh- that, that probably should have been an intro, but I think it it accurately prepared me for the sounds I was going to get on this album. The sounds were amazing. Um, Cuff It, I fuck with it. Again, Disco Pop. Mm, Uh, Her vocals, her vocals were whimsical. I feel like they were whimsical, playful, but still pristine. Like she Mm. was playing around, but like the background layers that she had on her vocals. at the same time. Man, her vocals was nice on that, bro. And I, I have down, I see where Chloe gets her inspiration from. I can see that in a couple of these songs, bro. I had to look down and see, like, is Chloe on this bitch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's I felt that way at one point, too, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yo, is Chloe on this, bro? Like, shit crazy. And then Break My Soul would be one of my third ones. I got a few favorites, but I'm just going to uh, leave it to three. Break My Soul is one of my favorite ones. Uh, it was the leading single, but it was Flames. And bro, mm-hmm. can we shout out that New Orleans bop that she mm-hmm. had throughout this album, bro? Shout out to Big Frida, man. Actually, she's sampled this song. Uh, the song that she sampled was Explode. Uh, and she's mm-hmm. actually sampled it a couple of times. She sampled it uh, also on Formation, where she has the I line, I did not, yeah, I did not come to play with you hoes. I came to slay, came to bitch. Play, bitch. Big Frida said that, you know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> Uh, and that was all from that song Explode. So I really love how she she really brought more that Big Frida, New Orleans Bob type music to this album. And that was one of the best times she did it. I really enjoyed uh, the vibes and the sounds on this this album for sure. What about you, Jess? Yeah, so I don't really have like much. I haven't had the time to actually look into like the producing or sampling of any of the songs I'm about to mention, but mm-hmm. off of just listening, re-listening, because let me be clear, like when I first played the album, mm-hmm. I got like about halfway through and I said, I'm going to have to come back to this. Damn, like Kendrick. So then I gave it a couple of days and then I, you know what I'm saying? I, I took it to the gym. I took it to Target. Mm, I rode around yeah. in the car with it. You feel Not me? The target. And then to Target. Target. 
I had to eat yeah. Target. And so <laughs> after after that, I definitely enjoyed Cozy. I definitely agree with what you just said. But Church Girl, I listened to that the first day, the first time uh-huh. it dropped, whatever. And I was I was in my bed, and I just remember throwing ass in the bed. As just was like, how am I talking in the bed? I don't know, but it had me throwing ass in the bed. Yeah, so, that's just a bop. That's probably like one of Church my favorite girl, songs. Ass. Yeah. yeah, she's sitting there dropping like I thought it, dropping it like I thought it. Hey, yeah. like, it's just mm-hmm. giving. Um, yes. And <laughs> plastic <laughs> off the sofa. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just think mm-hmm. she really, I mean, vocally, she Smooth. was like, we were, we're butter. We're, we're butter. We're just like running it up, rifting it down. Mm-hmm. Like we're, she was just really having fun with that song. It was mm-hmm. giving, um, I've heard someone say like it was giving them dangerously in love vibes where you mm-hmm. just kind of fall in love with that. this song. I can see and that. It does feel like. It feels like a hug for sure. Uh, heated though, I like that. I like that. Heated was probably one of my favorite. Like she talking her shit songs. She was uh, because she, was. she said Monday I'm overrated. Tuesday on my dick. You flip flop, flippy flippy flop as bitch. <laughs> what? That's the most substantial <laughs> statement on the album. The whole end of that song, the whole end of that song, she was spitting on these niggas. I'm like, damn. Snapping. I was like, yes. and that's why people, it's, it's certain moments like that that she has throughout this entire album, and really throughout her all her discography, where people compare her to rappers because she really gets in her bag and talks her shit. And mm-hmm. for that, I really that, enjoyed that song. Yeah. Had that same like, rapper, rapper, like, from this album so it, it, yeah. it gave me that as well um mm-hmm. so i appreciated that so mm-hmm. those are my three that i put out there so I'm, I'm super glad y'all went first um super glad because some of the points uh i'm going to bring as we transition out of this section i'm going to say my favorites first but some of them are literally about some of the things y'all liked uh, and I think mm-hmm. that it's gonna really bring the discussion to a really a good uh point. But starting with the ones I like, Rashim touched nail on the head, really, with cozy and cuffy. Like, I don't need anything else to say about that. <laughs> I agree literally hundred percent. That nigga was so on point with that review on You know, I, I do this. I do this. Yeah. Yeah. You you've been on it, bro. You've been killing it. You've been killing it. Um, so I'm gonna speak to what my favorite song on the album was. And I in my opinion, generally from what I've heard on Twitter and other audiences. No one else has generally said this is their favorite track, so I would definitely want to speak to why it's my favorite, and that track is all up in your mind. Now, um, mm-hmm. to me, this track is completely unique, and I can't really recall ever hearing Beyonce on this type of sound, and I mm-hmm. can't recall hearing this sound in general. And that, to that to me, already puts the song in another threshold for me. Yeah. Because Beyonce is 40. Beyonce has been in the game for down there two decades, if not more. So... Mm-hmm. Whenever you can create something new and craft something new, I kind of almost have an expectation that you should be doing that because you have the experience to where you don't have to follow any trend. And that's why I be on Drake Head a lot of times is that, like, girl, you at this level, you can do new shit. But anyway, Beyonce did it so well with this track. I love the beat. I love the production. I love the dark and abstractness of the songs. As far Mm -hmm. as the lyrics, I felt it had some of my favorite lyrics. It's just one of my best moments. Now, I do not feel like the song 
it's the best song technically at all. It's just more so my favorite, and it's exactly what I wanted and expected out of Beyonce. Um, another really great track of of my favorites is Virgo. To me, that's my favorite vocal performance of the album. The ending of that Not track. Good, first, let's bro. talk about how it transitioned into this track from Plastic. Those two tracks are like fucking twins, but not in a way yeah. where you feel like you're getting too much of one or the other, but more so it's like a part two, but stands on its own. I love that, but I also love the vocal harmonies at the end. I don't even know, me and Rashim talk, I don't know the technicalities of singing in R&B like I know rap. All I knew was my fucking ears said, bitch, rewind that shit. Like, nah, we got to run that shit back. Nah, dog, what was that? Like, I was like, it blew my mind. I was very impressed vocally how she I can't sing along that shit, and it really breaks my heart that I can't. But that shit was fucking fire. Um, So those two tracks are easily my favorite. Um, and then I want to speak to America. America to me it was just it was just fun. Like it it wasn't um you know crazy or you know the best moment, but it was more so she had that that ninety sample. It was fun. I felt like she kind of let her hair down when she talked about what this album meant for her. You know, Renaissance kind of returning to positivity. This song definitely fits right alongside that theme. Now, lastly, I know we're doing three. I'm doing a transition to Heat. It being one of my favorite songs but it had one of my least favorite moments. And I want to open up to what was our least favorite tracks on the album. Heated, I have the most love and hate relationship. I wish Heated could have been separated into two tracks. While you guys mentioned about how she killed it at the end, I I, that's my that. least favorite moment of the entire album. I felt like she kind of ruined a really good moment with that because while Heated was generally focused, you had a great chorus. I could easily tell it was written by Drake. I thought the rapping at the end felt like freestyling, and it was some of the worst lyrics I've ever heard from Beyonce. And I'm I want to speak—I want to speak to the lyrics that I'm talking about, so it's not too abstract. While I did like the lyric of "Monday, I'm overrated; Tuesday, you on my dick," I love that. And I feel like she definitely had to get that off her chest. But she also <laughs> said on the same track, "Yada yada 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 bomb mom kaka." Spaz on that spaz. That was fucking trash. And you're not going to tell me anything different. You're going to really have an uphill battle to tell me that shit was acceptable. That's the same level of Kanye's poopity scoop. No, bro. No, we're not doing that, dog. We're not doing that, man. We're not. We're just not doing that. That should have been separated. That goes into the whole essence of this album at this point, right? That goes mm-hmm. into the ode and to the homage of Ballroom. And if mm-hmm. you don't know much about mm-hmm. Ballroom, then you don't really understand what that Educate moment that meant. Nigga. Educate that saying? nigga. Educate that nigga. <laughs> so I think that <laughs> it can be looked at as like, what the fuck is she saying? Like, why are you doing mm-hmm. that? But that's a very like traditional um, Ballroom like thing to do. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. and being that a lot of her ode to in this album is to ballroom and like she said her gay cousin and her uncle her grandmother and stuff like that it goes mm-hmm. into you know just really i think inclusive to yeah inclusive and homage yeah yeah so i, so I, definitely, I understand why mm-hmm. you wouldn't like just to the ear it would be a little alarming especially considering the tone of the song but like at the end but like i 
just that's the justification. I'm not saying that you have to like yeah. it. But I just I, and that's what I that's appreciate. I, I now, see, that's why I'm glad Rasheen put you on this episode because Rasheen <laughs> wouldn't have been able to do what you just did, not because in fault to him, but just that context we just don't have. Right. I I appreciate that, and but I'm a, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go to something that I say when we discuss the Kendrick album. So just because something has meaning does not make it musically good. I still want to like what I'm hearing. So, you know, getting that context, I think that's great. And maybe I'll appreciate it. And I will listen to that part again with less discuss. Um, but I just feel like for me, she did such a great job at transitions and creating multiple moments. You just go from heated uh, uh, like really jamming out to blah, 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 blah. Like, I just don't think the transition was good. I just don't like that one. Just she lost me with that. But I do like moments of it. I, I agree. The next thing, as far as moments I didn't quite like, and we'll let y'all, I'll let y'all transition. I felt like, um, I hate this because people have been on my neck about this per- personal dislike. This is my least favorite song. That may be my least favorite moment. This is my least favorite song. I did not like Church Girl. I thought Church Girl had an opportunity to really capitalize on, uh, that gospel Christian background and I love the harmonies in, in the beginning of the song and different parts of the song. But it's another one of those where I felt like the transition in the, the completely different mood of the, the track did not fit the song to me, did not fit the moment that she was opening up to us. The next thing was I felt like the song was low key off putting and sacrilegious. I felt like, you know, you go from, oh, you know, uh, just this really great sample and this meaning to drop that ass. You can be my daddy. I I just don't know if we needed that. You know, um, I love the moment where her, she's letting her down in the moment of, you know, if something you felt like you could twerk to. I just don't understand why we needed to have that layered over such soulful gospel backgrounds. But obviously, I think I'm missing something on this one because I have not seen that mentioned by anyone else and it seems like the person who's who's sampling the song fuck with it i think she posted a video like thank you for sampling my shit that's obviously energy Kalise isn't given so she probably did. did something right uh but i just on my first few listens i couldn't jive with it i like the start I, but i didn't like it in general i want to second that i don't know how you mix the clark sisters which is one of the samples with dj jimmy um and uh, James Brown. Uh, like I don't, don't know how that happens. Um, I also thought that it was like lackluster. Like mm-hmm. we've heard the, we've heard that that theme a lot. Like church girls are the freakiest. I, I right. think, I think though she played on that that idea and she agreed because she's always viewed as like a church girl and I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm this, right? Sexy stuff. Right. Like, yeah, but I think she, it was again, her being more inclusive. I think it was fine. I think if she was to do it, this is one of the better ways to do it. I didn't mm. care for that song either. Honestly. Mm. Um, I didn't care wild. for it. Um, but I just think also, I do think also just to kind of like because I just mentioned that it was one of my favorite songs, so it's like you did. I, you got to defend it. Really, you got to defend it. I hate the bacon to it. Nah, but it's cool. <laughs> like I get it. I get it. I definitely think the having the Clark sister sample and all of that stuff. I thought it was genius. I was like, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is super. It's gonna. I think it, it was 
the point was to make everybody uncomfortable. And I think that mm. is what I do like the most about it, that it is very, and I didn't really take it as like, it did that. I took it as more like stop letting people put labels on you and like judge you like you know what I mean mm. that's kind of more so yeah. I got from it but also I very much fuck with the message I do um, yeah and I think I can, I can understand I, why people you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying if people don't like it I get it but I definitely enjoyed the mm-hmm. troll the troll of it all yeah as I when I revisited the album preparing for this uh, discussion, I caught a bit more wind of what it, she was trying to say as well with the whole, you know, church gives me real spiritual and have a good hit on their shoulders. But, you know, after church, they still want to have fun, you know, break it down and then get right back to, hey, praising the Lord. That's kind of the vibe I got. Um, and that may or may not have been her artistic intention. Um, but when I look at it that way, I can enjoy it a bit more. But I'm going to go right back to that that very... Uh, important point that I make about the meaning got won't save the song for me. Um, but I, I am curious to see what what other moments of the album that you guys just have a lot of disdain for, if anything. Yeah, I also didn't care for the intro. Um, the yeah. intro is, I, like I said, I feel like Cozy should have been the first one. I'm very harsh on intros. I am. I think you yeah. are literally telling us what to expect in an album. If your intro is weak, is the if the cover page is weak, just like you writing a, a ten page dissertation. If your opening statement ain't it, Facts. you you probably already lost us. So uh, I thought the intro. <laughs> I thought the the yeah. intro was weak. I just think Beyonce has a lot of intros that are way better than that. Let's let's just talk about the last three intros she did. You mm-hmm. got "Pray You Catch Me" Lemonade. You got mm-hmm. "Pretty Hurts" Beyonce. You got "Love On Top." It. I'm just saying these these intros. This intro don't hold a candle to those. No. And I agree, Cozy would have been a lot more, um, a, a much better clue to what we're gonna get in a great intro to kind of prepare you for the album and hold more of a candle to these other intros. But you cannot tell me on this earth that those songs aren't easily better than I'm That Girl. 100%. This intro yeah, was not test the time. I'm sorry. No, nah, I can't. It's okay. not. Yeah. I'm That Girl wasn't the intro that I was expecting. I definitely agree that Cozy probably would have made a really good intro. Like, mm, I didn't think energy. about it, but I'm like, to be same honest, energy. like, you're on to something. Um, yeah. But in terms of, like, songs that I really was just like, yeah, that was probably energy. And that's just because, mm-hmm. like, I've listened to it, especially because of this whole, like, police situation. I was trying to, like, hear what everybody else is hearing. I was like, what's the big deal? But it goes back to what <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> what's the big deal? <laughs> but it goes back to what you were saying. Like, it was very minute. But the point is, is that when I hear the song, it's like, it doesn't keep me hearing anything. Like, you know, we've had mm-hmm. the conversation of like, what do you hear first when you listen to a song? Do you hear the inst- instrumentation, the vocalization, the production? Mm-hmm. What do you hear? And it's like, I don't hear, nothing keeps me there. Mm-hmm. It's just like exactly. noise that goes in and then like out when it, when it, changes. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But that's not to say like, her transitions were like butter. And I, you were mentioning no, her, that transitions. Was her transitions. Were <laughs> like her transitions were like were dumb. What? Like they were yeah, literally stupid. like butter. So that's Love really it. the only trife. I can't say that I really go back to this album like I would any other album that she did, especially coming up after Lemonade. I like like that's just a different Good luck with that. A, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's just a different 
artistry. But I am interested to know what do you guys expect from her in terms of this is supposed to be a three act renaissance kind of release thing. What are we expecting in terms of oh no? So yeah, it's supposed to be three acts and everybody's kind of like having their own assumption on what the three acts are. Mostly, you know, she does visual albums, so it could be a visual Mm -hmm. album coming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the tour that could be very well act two and three. Some people mm-hmm. think she may do because it's a renaissance. This gives more 70s funk vibe. She may do a late 80s, 90s, and then a early 2000s, you know, because mm. she's been through all those years. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, if y'all had any thoughts or predictions on what that could be. I, I like that. I didn't know that. And it brings me some excitement. And it also makes me feel like I don't need to judge this album too harshly because the full picture may not make sense until I get it all. But I like mm-hmm. your theory on her referencing different eras. This album, now that you mentioned it, does reference a lot of different sounds. And that could also be why it's so sample heavy um, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just speak to, as far as my expectations, my expectations with this album were definitely different than what I heard. You know, the whole Break My Soul, I was told that this was going to be a strictly dance and house album. So strictly I thought dance, the whole yeah. album was going to be break my soul. And that's not what I got. And mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily against that. I like mm-hmm. that the Renaissance could mean that, Hey, we're giving old to everything. And I think that it makes it um, more to where you have moments on the album that everybody could jive with, you know? So yeah. mm-hmm. um, I like that as far as what's next. Honestly, I'm, I'm I'm in the theater with my Parker. I'm waiting to see what she got to show us. Like I, I really don't know where she'll go with it. I would love the the whole 2000 stuff too. But I also I speak to kind of like what I like the most about our open your mind. I want to see Beyonce create that new sound. I want to see her push it forward, push the genre forward. She has it. Um, that's what I would like as far as expectations with the other acts. What about yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, I can definitely see that, man. And I would be excited to see where she goes with it. Like if she comes out with two new sounds, she come out with sounds as old or paying homage to the previous decades um, that she's touched. I mean, I think that would all be hella dope. But I don't, I don't know. I kind of like where Renaissance stands, honestly. And I think if you do too much, sometimes you might ruin the picture. Mm. That's what I don't want. Uh, I don't want kind of like the deluxe album whole conversation Please with that. Like that. You, hope not. you release an album, you release a deluxe, so. Chris Brown type niggas, and then you just like, <laughs> all right, we just, what are we doing yeah. here? What are we doing? It was listen, so good, and now it's just like, we're doing too much. So, listen, I don't want I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I would love to see the visual album, you know what I'm saying? Because she good for yeah. it. But listen, I don't want to see her on another fucking horse, and I don't want to see her in no damn bangs. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I loved every look that she came out with. I loved every look that she came out with. You know what I'm saying? Subtle, sexy, like titties was tittying, but it was like titties was tittying. Because that cover art though, dumb things is thinking. Them thank things you, is thank thinking you. on that thing, man. I look at that album cover a a lot and Ooh, I don't think wait, I'm staring. Wait, stand by. <laughs> by yourself with lotion at hand, like napkins by the bed. Like, why are you looking at this? Album? You know what? Now that you now that you put more attention on that, it does sound inflammatory. But all I'm saying is, she looks good. She looks good oh, on the album cover. This, um, yeah. is, she, 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 me. Her body is her body is bodying for a forty year old woman. 
I don't think we can do that um so um you know the transition to this 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 next phase as we get ready to kind of close out this episode i'm curious um what you guys would rate this album amongst her discography now to make it a bit simpler let's 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 keep it to her solo albums so that that's exclude destiny's child and yeah, let's exclude like, your your non-traditional albums such as The Lion King, like, yeah. and um The Carters, the Carters. And, uh what was the other The Homecoming Live album. If I have to say out of we're talking Dangerously in Love, B-Day, I am Sasha Pierce 4, Beyonce and Lemonade, I'm giving I'm giving Renaissance uh, and and maybe right now for me it's bottom three, but the top three for me are Lemonade, Beyonce, and probably four. Mm-hmm. Like to me, those four. are her best four, albums. Four like, and I'm not talking about like who, which <laughs> single is the best. I'm talking about mm-hmm. when I go through this whole album, I'm listening to most of the songs. Mm-hmm. And those are three that are like the top three. So the other ones are probably like, yeah. Bottom that's three. Like that's where I'm ranking it right now. Seriously. Yeah, I think it would I mean, probably be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you at? What about you, Tees? So, um, <laughs> for me, um, it's interesting. I I like most of the songs on the album, and I genuinely like the album. But the thing is, we also got some juggernaut albums in her career. Like, and it's it's less ranking her album. If I rank this album lowly, I don't think it's a knock to the album. More like, you know, props to the other projects she's dropped. You know, when I when yeah. I think is it top three or not, I first have to acknowledge what my top three is prior to this album, which is B Day, um, Beyonce is my favorite album by her, the subtitle album, um, and then I I, I would say Lemonade. Um, I don't think Beyonce the subtitle is necessarily her best album, but. This album has to go against those three for me to say, okay, you better. This is one of your best albums. Yeah, um, that's hard to say, right? It's, like, that's really hard to say. Like, now, I will say I appreciate how this lady in her career. I don't want to say late as if she she's old, but more so at this point in her career to be crafting albums like experiences. I gotta give props to that. I gotta give props uh-huh. to that to even be dropping albums that we're all having an experience with. But Lemonade was just such a juggernaut. You know, that's not even my favorite Beyonce album, but I can appreciate what that album did. I just don't get the effort from her in this album to 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 be top three yet. Maybe it'll grow. Um, maybe when all three acts come together, we can kind of revisit that conversation. But as of right now, it's like number four or five for me. But it's yeah. it's not the worst album to me. I personally think Sasha Fierce is her worst album. So I don't think there's anything worse about it or bad. It's just not top three. I think it's definitely one of those conversations you could compare Drake to, right? Like mm-hmm. I think Certified Lover Boy is a great album, but to stand against Take Care, nothing was the same. If you're reading this, it's too late. I mean, if you stand against these juggernaut albums, it's just gonna be right. difficult. Yeah, you got um, your work cut out for you. I- yeah. yeah, but even into comparison to Drake, let's be clear, like, I can respect Beyonce because she at least came with something to say. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. one thing you're going to get from her is she's not going to say nothing if she don't have nothing to say at all. And that's something mm-hmm. that I, I like what Drake kept me. Bars. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Drake <laughs> you know means to listen to that. 
that's called motherfucking bars. Yeah. That's right. what has even kept me excited to even, you know, be open to this album, you know, to right. have mm-hmm. any expectation of her at all is that like, you know what I'm saying? We know that she will have something to say. So in that regard, yeah, like it's not it's not to even knock this album. It's just to say like she has really great work consistently right. throughout her career. So it's right. just like and and to, um, and to speak on the Drake comparison Going into this album, there were a lot of comparisons because Drake dropped Honestly Nevermind and there was a lot of rumors that Beyonce was going to be coming with a, a house album as sound. well. Yeah. Very close, like literally a month apart. So mm-hmm. um, Drake also, that comparison was going to naturally flow into this conversation. Now, to the point of at least Beyonce is going to have something to say. I think that is a key difference here because even with the house songs, Beyonce has a message behind her. She's giving ode to something. She's giving ode to that genre, that style. She's also having very uplifting music and, and lyrics around it. It's it's like you compare Break My Soul to uh um <laughs> fucking your pussy. It's calling my that's it's levels, dog. It's levels, bro. Like it's it's levels that. to the creativity. And while I love and I while I said not love, I while I appreciate Drake's album and me and Russian, we've discussed it. Um, I do feel like her take on house, she just has more talent there too. If we're talking about singing, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't, I think that's also why Drake was like, "Fuck, let me get this shit out here," because Beyonce even coming through Stan's album, and I don't want my shit to be compared to that. So I think that was a smart thing to do. But no, mm-hmm. it does not hold a candle to Beyonce's album. But that being said, Drake, yeah, I'm about to say that being said, perfect segue into mm-hmm. let's rank this album. Let's rank this album. It is August. What is it? August. Second, second. August 2nd. Like, this is the eighth month in the year. We've had some juggernauts, some juggernaut artists now drop some music so mm-hmm. far. And me and TZ, we did break down a few albums to drop so far and how they rank. How mm-hmm. does okay. this album rank among the albums that has dropped so far? Uh, and you can just, there's been a shit ton of music. But right, just is it, is it top five? Yeah. Is it top five? Is it you know bottom ten? Is it gonna make our top ten list at the end of the year? What's, what what are your thoughts? I would say yeah. starting off, I would say it's looking like a yes only because like we just mentioned in last week's episode. Check that out if y'all have it. I feel like most of the shit's been mid. It's been a mid year. It's not hard to drop some shit right now and exceed what everybody else has done. If anything, mm. if I was an artist and I'm like, shit, should I drop this year, next year? I want to drop this year so I can just blow these niggas out the water. <laughs> this is the year to do that, <laughs> in my opinion. So while I genuinely like the album, I don't think it's, it's difficult for her to come out with a top 10. You know, and as far as R&B, if we're calling this album that, which I don't think I would personally. Call it pop, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the better in that category. I mean, rap-wise... That's a whole different category, but her, she gave you so many different genres. You can't really put this in a box, and that, to me, is going to allow her album to stand the test of the year. Because who, yeah. who else is going to give you disco pop, Afrobeat, house, a little soul, a little rap, a little gospel, church girl, um, R&B? You know, like, no one else is going to do that, and it'd be so cohesive with each other, all around the mm-hmm. same thing, transition. Mm-hmm. So, so I feel like the moments, whether you think this is her best album or worst album, who else is going to give you renaissance? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Tizzy said a lot, and I feel like that's pretty much what it is. You know what I mean? I, I think there are 
some great albums out, right? Like Kendrick's album is probably up there in terms of all the shit that, and we I don't really agree, like trying to go ahead. <laughs> Y'all don't agree? Okay, cool. I'm, I'm glad that well, right. you like it because well. you represent a lot of people who like the album, and that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I also think, <laughs> but this is probably an under, this is also probably an unpopular opinion, opinion is Burn Boy. Burn Boy's album is like one of the best albums I've heard all year. But I don't know as if far you as can like go to check it out. The house scene. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, but in terms of like all that's come out, and honestly, I can't say that I've it's been so much and whatever but um i do think that yeah i agree with you it's not gonna it's not gonna be hard to come up in the top 10 for her i definitely feel like that for me this is the second best album i've heard this year wow um, this is the second this is coming from my sheen y'all this is fucking the world really ending dog Right, it is a year. That's the case. It it well. What is your number one rushing? Oh no, do you want to say that for for the year end? I'll say that later. I'll say that later. I I do think this is gonna it if it drops, it's not gonna drop far. Uh maybe it's gonna be definitely be top five. Yeah, it's this is a really good project. We only got four months for somebody to to dethrone it. So that's why I said it's it's just not like Yeah, yeah, it, it's a really good project, man. It's well crafted. It's very cohesive. Very the transitions well are like I, I, the best transitions I've gotten time. from my album ever. All right, man. So that's been our thoughts <laughs> on this album, bro. I, I really do feel like, like I said, one of the best albums to drop so far. You know, uh, one of one of the best albums to drop so far. It was a great album. Enjoyed it, um, and that's our breakdown of it, man. Closing thoughts, Teasy. We'll get a floor to you before we give it to our special guest. Yes. Um, honestly, it was a great album, great moment. I do still feel like it's the transition from the best moments about this album. Mm-hmm. There are some things I strongly disliked, but overall, I I liked more than I disliked, and it's a great moment. And to me, it's probably easily going to be one of the top ten albums of the year. I agree. Yeah. Jess. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I think it was very ambitious. I think she um, really cultivated... Um, like what she wanted this moment to be. And I think it was unlike anything she's ever done. And um, I, I look forward, I'm, I look forward to seeing what act two and three hold, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're at the edge of our seats with be- Miss Beyonce. Man, facts, bro. Hey, Jazz, appreciate you for coming on here with us, man. Wow. Giving us your expert opinion. That's an expert opinion. <laughs> you know? Well, me and TZ do, you know, we just be talking shit, but you know what I'm saying? Expert opinion, a person in the industry in LA, goddamn, doing a thing. Uh, like I said, appreciate you, man. Let them know where they can find you, Jazz. They want to continue to support you and your craft. Uh, for sure. I appreciate y'all having me as always. And if anybody wants to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at J-A-S-J-E-T-O-I and my production company at A-S-I-S-T-A-S-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N. Okay, assistant yeah. production. And if y'all in New yeah. York, y'all listening, pull up August 18th. We're having a screening for my upcoming short film. It's premiering in New York August 18th in Brooklyn. Um, nice. So yeah, um, tap in. And if y'all in DC, yes, it's um, it's screening in DC August nineteenth. You know what I'm saying? So tap in with me on Instagram and keep you know 
keep up to date with keep all that going. Give y'all a rare opportunity to, to right. get it before it blow up. Like y'all, um, I mean, I don't know how many warnings you're gonna get. Like I really Man, don't what? know. She said this is like, my final warning. I got that. Facts. Like, come on now. Come yeah, on now. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's love. I appreciate y'all. I nah, really do. I love what y'all doing. Out. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We're going to keep on going, man. Hopefully we have more episodes coming more consistently. Yiddy. But that's it, man. As you should. You dig, you dug. Peace. Peace.